accident umpiring a softball game and was ran into seriously broke both bones was in surgery came out uh, yesterday uh, evening afternoon and he's adamant to graduate from master's commission which is tomorrow evening and to bring him home and go back uh, be difficult <laughs> so they are over there with Evan so he wanted me to convey to you uh, for those of you who have known how much they appreciate both he Shelby and Evan how much they appreciate your prayers and for those of you that are just now learning appreciates the fact you will be praying as well I was thinking today you know something like this happens it should stir us up as a reminder how much we need to pray for our pastor hello you know there's a lot of stuff happens and uh, sometimes stuff can be prevented if we're in proper prayer for the pastor I'm not saying this would have happened because of prayer don't don't go down that road but I, I know in my life there's stuff that was prevented because somebody was praying for me so uh, let's let's covenant anew to pray for pastor Tom I mean, there's a lot on his plate you know he has uh, several uh, wise guys he meets with I mean wise men that he meets with and women and in a multitude of counselors there's wisdom but he can receive the counsel but when it comes right down to it uh, he and Shelby have to make the final decision on which way to turn the bus it's a lot of responsibility so he needs and he covets uh, your prayers I know you have been and I know you will continue to do so and I believe all of us will probably even more so begin to do that amen Amen. So if you're visiting with us, I'm not Pastor Tom. You probably figured that out by now. And we trust you and enjoy tonight's service and we'll come back again. If you do not own a Bible, we would like to give you a Bible, our gift to you. We believe we need to be in the Word. We need to know the Word. We need to apply the Word. It's the Word that renews our mind. It feeds our spirits. It makes us those more than conquer people through the Word and prayer and fellowship with God. Amen? If you do have your Bibles, let's uh, stand and make a confession together this evening. <clears throat> let's wave your Bibles up in the air, praise God, and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I have an open mind and a teachable spirit. And from this moment forward, I'll never be the same. Oh, shout it out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise. Give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. And while you're praying for Pastor Tom, you, if you've got time, you might even throw a good, in a good word for Tony, too. You know? Lift him up as well. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Somebody asked me, what are you preaching on tonight? I said, well, <clears throat> preaching on hearing the voice of God. Well, I said, we'll soon find out if I'm able to hear the voice of God, won't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to raise your hands towards the preacher, if you would, in all sincerity. And I want you to say, Holy Ghost, dial him in. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to open to 1 Samuel, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. 
Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord. I would mark that. I've, I've had that marked in my Bible for years. He ministered to the Lord. That is how he positioned himself to hear from God. The boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Verse 2. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, that he could not see. And before the lamp of the Lord went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. And then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears, it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. Verse 13. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. Isn't that awesome? He ministered unto the Lord and found himself positioned in a way to hear from the Lord. And three times he responded to an audible voice that he thought was the voice of Eli. Three times he responded to a voice that he thought was the voice of Eli. You know, I believe that happens to us sometimes. God's speaking to us and we're not hearing. Get a hello? God's speaking to us and we're not hearing. Now in verse 9, can you flip verse 9 up there for me? Now the boy Samuel, there you go. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. If he calls you. But we know he came back and spoke for the third time. Uh, I believe that this, this scripture, there's many others, is evidence that God wants to speak to mankind. I really believe that. If God has ever spoken to mankind, then I believe he would have to be willing to do the same for us today. And I believe that God is still willing and above willing that he desires to speak to us 
And the issue isn't his desire or willingness to speak to us, but are we willing to hear him when he speaks to us? I think that is really the issue. Now, let's go over to Jeremiah, if you would, please. Jeremiah chapter 1. And that's good. Then the word of the Lord came to me, to Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. that awesome? Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. You know, God longs to communicate to us our purpose in life. And this is a powerful thing. He communicated to Jeremiah his purpose in life. And you know, that's the number one question that people uh, seem to have on their heart. Uh, What's my purpose? Why am I here? What am I to do? What's my ministry in the church? What am I called to do? What am I called to be? And God desires to speak into our hearts our purpose for life. I believe that with all my heart. And the question isn't, will God speak to me? But am I in a position to hear the voice of God in my life? Okay. Uh, Maybe a question we should ask ourselves, is there anything hindering me from hearing the voice of God? Hmm? Anything hindering me? What's my part in this? But I know that God wants to speak the purpose for your life. I know that. Let me know we do not have to play multiple choice games to know the will of God for our lives. We just don't have to do that in the kingdom of God. God will speak his purpose to our life in a very clear and definite way if we will allow him to speak into our lives. Now, according to Hebrews, we have a much better covenant with much better promises than what the old covenant saints had. That, isn't that right? Isn't that the Bible? So I'm saying that if we have a better covenant, better promise, we should have at least equal privileges to what the Old Testament saints had. Huh? I mean, at least that, okay? And yet, sometimes it seems that they are hearing more from God than much of the church is hearing from God today. You know? And how many know that shouldn't be? Okay? Look at somebody and say, not in our house. Look at somebody. Say, not in our house. Okay? Say, just look at somebody and say, my church hears from God. Hey, my church hears from God. We, we, we believe we do. We know we do. Okay? But that's a, something that has always tr- uh, very much troubled me. Now, as I'm going to go to the New Testament in just a moment, I want to touch on something that's very important that we know. I think we do, but we'll go. In the New Covenant, God directs us primarily through our spirit. In the New Covenant, God directs us primarily through our spirit. Your conscience is the voice of your human spirit, trying to convince you of the things that are right and the things that are wrong. Now, you can 
you can sever your conscience. But I'm not talking to that crowd here. You wouldn't be in here. The more you do what, what you know is revealed to you to do right, the sharper you will become in your, your spirit and your relationship with God. But God will communicate through your spirit. Hit Proverbs 20, verse 27 up there for me, if you would. Okay? Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Now, with that, let me say something. You do not have a spirit. You are a spirit. You are a spirit. You were created in the image of God and God is spirit. You have a soul and you're housed in this body, but you are a spirit. In his creative genius, he has, he has housed us in many different colored houses, brown and red and yellow and all of that. But uh, I would not be surprised when we get to heaven to find we are all the same color because we're a spirit housed in a black, red, white, or yellow body. You do not have a spirit. You are a spirit. And the Holy Spirit, when you were born again, came to dwell where? Not in your mind, inside your body, but in this, in your spirit, in you. You, okay? So God uses your spirit, your spirit man, to provide guidance for you like you would use a candle to find your way in a dark room. It's so important that our mind be renewed, our, our relationship with God be developed, uh, that we grow in spiritual maturity because that's how he's going to guide us. Amen. And God is going to guide us through our inner man. Okay? Now... <clears throat> God can speak through an audible voice. He can. He's spoken to me a couple of times. I, I guess it was audible. Uh, it was, went through my, I heard it in my spirit, my mind, my body. It was like surround sound and so loud. Actually, the first time I was in high school. And I must have been getting ready, not ready then, but in time, do something really stupid. <clears throat> And I was at this girl's house. She's good looking, too, a cheerleader. But it was just, you know, somebody to hang with. I was not serious about this girl. I wasn't thinking about marrying this girl. Anything. And I was at her home, and I'm sitting on the couch. And I got my arm around her. And I heard an audible. If it wasn't audible, I don't know what audible is. You are not going to marry this girl. And I pulled my hand down, and she said, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> None. <laughs> That's the first time I, I heard a voice like that. I mean, I've heard a voice in my spirit as a little kid, you know, I, uh, seen things, you know, but this was the first time something like that happened. So God can speak in an audible voice. But primarily, he's going to lead us and provide guidance through the Holy Spirit from within your spirit. Get an amen on that. Now... <clears throat> Sometimes when we're, you know, we're young in the Lord and we're growing, we're learning to, to hear the voice of the Spirit in our spirit. You know, we call it an intuition or we call it a, a hunch or we say, well, something spoke to me. I mean, you know, we need to pay attention to those somethings that speak to us and those hunches and various things. Uh, 
Uh, well, just to, just to reveal uh, my spiritual maturity, uh, Pastor Tom, you know, was out, heard about Evan, and, and so uh, Thursday morning, I had one of those hunches, actually a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, you need to get ready, you know, for this weekend, and he even gave me the, this first Samuel to start, you know, that scripture, start studying with that and work this thing out from there. I even told Della, I said, you know, I think God spoke to my heart, but I had a lot on my plate, and basically didn't do anything about it. So Thursday night, I have a dream. And in the dream, we're at the garden, and it's you know a bit different than this, and lots of visitors and, and worship. I think it was a prophetic thing of some directions we're heading. I mean, these songs are not, not on earth yet, but I mean, it was awesome. I'm enjoying it. We had the first service. In between the next service, suddenly Tom comes up, and he's so, it's, but now it's so clear. I mean, he's just right there, and suddenly this changes. He's just clear, stark, clear. I don't know how to describe it. He said, uh, you, you, you ready to preach? Or ready to bring a word? And I'm thinking a prophetic word. He said, no, preach, bring a word. This next service? Yeah, this next service. So now I got a problem because one of those dreams I realized that God has spoke to me to wear a different kind of belt. And, I, and so for some reason I had to change the belt while I was I, trying to get the thing changed and I realized I wasn't prepared. And so I, when I woke up in the morning, I was having coffee and his appearance in that dream was to me and I'm thinking, you know, might ought to be getting ready. And the, and the, and the phone rings and it's Pastor Tom. So I am so proud of myself a word of knowledge, a dream, and an audible voice, and here I am. <laughs> Whoa, I tell you, you're living in the spirit. <laughs> Somebody once said, opportunities are easier seen leaving your life than entering into your life. Ooh, let me say that again. Opportunities are easier seen leaving your life than entering into your life. Okay? Now that's why we need God's voice of wisdom, revelation, discernment, and direction for our lives. We need to hear the voice of God. We need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And he speaks today to us in a relevant way. <clears throat> and you can come to clearly know the voice of your spirit from the Holy Spirit speaking through you. You can come to clearly know God's voice in your spirit speaking through you. Let's go over, if you would, to Acts chapter 8. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> we tune that spiritual ear in prayer, the Word, fellowship. Fellowship. You know, everyone in here who's born again has a relationship with God. But it takes time to cultivate a real fellowship with God. You can have a relationship with people, but without a fellowship with them, the relationship really is, becomes rather dull. 
that's you know the great thing about the home fellowship meetings that we have all over uh, here in Hermiston is people are in relationship but they also come into fellowship and the fellowship strengthens and fine-tunes the relationship so if you don't have a fellowship with God you can be in relationship but 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 lack a real spiritual uh, fine-tuned relationship with him in an ability to hear his voice in a very clear way I mean it's vital that we have that now Acts chapter 8 verse 29 then the spirit I love that then the spirit said to Philip the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost said to Philip go near and overtake this chariot go verse 30 so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said do you understand what you are reading okay so this is the uh, the eunuch and Philip is sent to this man he hears the Spirit of God speak to him and he runs to the chariot to attach himself to the to the chariot and obey God now the amazing thing about this was Philip was on his way somewhere else and the Spirit of God spoke to him to turn and go over to this eunuch, okay? Let me ask you this question. Have you ever said, uh, Lord, I hear you, but I haven't got the time to do it right now? Huh? You know, I, I, had, I learned that in a very difficult way, you know, at least 30 years ago. And uh, how come you all get on the edge of your seat and smile when you think I'm going to confess something? I don't understand that. <laughs> I'd had a dream about this fella. And I'd never been in a relationship with the guy. That was the amazing thing about it. I had a dream. And I go down to the bank. Over, it's over in Palouse, Washington, where I was pastoring then. And I go down to the bank, and the guy comes in there, but he's all disheveled and a mess. And I kept looking at him, and finally I recognized who he was. I had met him sometime before, but I'd never had a relationship with him. And I'd had this dream, and to reach out to him. And I was busy, and I said, okay, I didn't do it right then and he died and then the family came to me to do the funeral I'm telling you I was so grieved in my spirit brother it grieves me to tell that today I learned a very difficult lesson to this day when I think about it I I, I, I bow my knee and I say Lord Jesus forgive me Holy Ghost forgive me that I know I grieved you right there I know I grieved you right there. That has troubled me. That's a difficult way to learn a lesson. When the Holy Ghost speaks to us to do something, if we just will do it, the Holy Spirit will take care of everything else. I mean, Philip got where he needed to go on time. On time. He got there. Look on down, if you will, to verse 35. Verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at this scripture and preached Jesus to him. 36. And now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? Go to 37. Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
38. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. That's amazing. He's on his way someplace else. God speaks to him. He obeys, goes over and ministers to the eunuch. Okay? So now he has to preach to the guy. Okay? Preaches to the guy, and then they come by water, and the guy sees the water. He's heard the word. He believes the word. He said, now what's to prevent me from being baptized? So now they've got to stop the chariot. They've got to go down, and now we're going to baptize the guy. Now, if it's me, I'm thinking, good night. I'm going to be late for sure after this. You know, I'm really going to be late. Because our mind, hello? Well, he obeyed the Lord. Now, this is awesome here. Go to uh, verse uh, 39. <laughs> Now, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord, oh, glory, caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40. But Philip was found at Azotus. Twenty-five miles down the road before the guy got his eyes open coming out of the water, Philip had been translated by the power of the Holy Ghost, was 25 miles down the road doing ministry at Azotus. Somebody say, praise God. Now listen, this is what I want to point out of that. Out of that. We neglect the power of God when we do not obey. Okay? If you want to see the power of God in your life, simply obey the Spirit of God's leading in your life. Hey, you know, we, all, we talk in the church about signs and wonders. So we want to see signs and wonders. But just don't give us any of the wonders that make us wonder. You know what I mean? Not a guy out of the way we are. <laughs> just don't make me wonder, though, you know. Hey, if God did that then, I believe God has. In fact, I know he has. And he will do it again in, in miracle things like that. I mean, hey, what would happen if the power of God fell in this place and poof, Pastor Tom was gone and that man, we fell on our faces under the power of God for 30 minutes and poof, he comes back with mud all over his shoes because he'd been sent on special assignment to New Guinea. Woo! Huh? Well, hey, is, is not your God big enough for something like that to happen? Come on. And how, does, how do the miracles happen? Through simple obedience. And when we neglect obedience, we neglect the power of God that will and can be demonstrated through a simple act of obedience. And why we lack the power of God in, much, in, in many parts of our churches, we are not wise. We are not hearing and obeying. Don't shout me down now. That, that is good preaching. That's good. That's good, simple truth. Okay? Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Beginning at verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, the Lord said, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Not amazing, we've got the Lord speaking. Again, And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. I'll go to verse 12. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. 
Now this is the account of uh, later to become the Apostle Paul, still named Saul, knocked off his horse by the power of God, led him away blind, and, and uh, had an encounter with Jesus in a powerful way. And God comes and speaks to Ananias. Now, go back up, if you would, to uh, uh, verse 10. And then drop down to 11. This is, this is awesome. You, you, you just look at this. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. You see the detail there? See the detail? See the detail that God can speak into our lives when we're positioned to, to listen and obey? Can you see that? Isn't that incredible? It's Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, that's just, that's just amazing, okay? You know, I've had people come to me and they say, well, I think the Lord might be telling me to go to Africa. Well, what place in Africa? Well, I, I just feel like Africa. Uh, folks, the Holy Ghost does not talk like that. The Holy Ghost does not talk like that. Now, he may be preparing you to go to Africa and starting to stir your heart, but, by the, but, but if, if he's telling you to go, you're going to a street called Straight to a man named Judas' house for, on some kind of assignment. You got what I mean? I mean, the people we sent from Mozambique last week, they knew they had an assignment. Okay, God had put Mozambique in their heart, and by, by the time they got ready to go, they knew where they were going and, and some of what they were going to be doing. But just to come and say, God has called me to go to such and such a place, and that's it, I'm sorry. You're not ready to go. You know, you may be getting ready. <laughs> I mean, Africa's a big place. <laughs> Africa's a big place. Now, here's the other thing I want you to notice. <clears throat> He spoke to, he spoke to uh, Ananias. Now go down to verse 12. He spoke to Ananias, and in a vision, he, speaking now Saul, has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Now notice this. This is very important. God prepared both sides. Hello? I mean, he spoke to Ananias, and he spoke to Saul. And so he was preparing both sides of the equation. You know, your obedience to something that God spoke to you about could be the linking key for a powerful miracle all around. Hello. You know, many times it's, it's not the devil that hindered the thing and, or even messed it up, but it was a disobedient participant. Many years ago, I had an incident that happened, and, and things just didn't come the way. And I thought, Lord, uh, I don't know what's going on here. And there were some other people that kind of were believing for something. And, and uh, I can't go into it. I don't have time. But. So I'd prayed about it. I'm driving down the road, and the way the Lord speaks to me oftentimes, he'll, he'll show me something. In just a split second, you can see so much in a split second. And usually when I'm minding my own business, you know, going to the restroom or something, you know, like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> and uh, 
it was true many times. And uh, so I saw this, and God had clearly spoken uh, to this gentleman, and uh, he picked up, it was like a loaf of bread, and instead of being obedient, he took a chunk off of it and came and gave that. And I saw right there. Now, God came through, but the thing was hindered, and that guy missed a huge blessing. And, and some people, you know, just question God and blame the devil and whatever. But it was, it was a disobedient participant in the chain of miracle that God was putting together. You know, God doesn't like to bless just one person in a miracle. He likes to bless as many people as he can get involved in it. Hello. So when God speaks to us to do something in obedience, you, we have no idea what the full ramifications of that might, simple thing might be and what the potential of the blessing out of that may be towards us. Hello? So it's not always the devil. It can be a disobedient participant. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, I hear and obey. Now look at somebody and tell them. I hear and obey. Now, you know, Pastor Tom's touched on that. The wise man, you know, built hear and obey. They always go together. Hear and obey always go together. When, when obedience isn't released, it always affects hearing. Let me say that again. When, when obedience is not released, it always affects hearing. It's a heart issue, folks. It's a heart issue. You know, guard your heart, for out of it flows the very issues of your life. Heart issue. You know, if you're, if you're taking notes, write down the word heart. H-E-A-R-T. And you notice right in the middle of heart is the word E-A-R, ear. Right there. Ear to hear. Right in the heart of it. God has given us an ear to hear, if we'll be willing. Then at the end of it, it has A-R-T. You can develop the art of hearing. Or the art of every scripture, because it begins with he, and he's the one that spoke. And we should have an ear to hear and develop the art of hearing. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. So I'm saying your heart condition determines your hearing condition. Is that right? If your heart isn't right, your hearing won't be right. That's why we have to guard our heart. There's all kinds of things that come our way in life. Life just has stuff in it. And we have to guard our heart and walk in forgiveness and obedience and the things he called us to do because if your heart's not right, your hearing will be drastically affected. Right? Now, let's go on down to verse uh, 13. This, this is awesome here. Then Ananias answered and said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem and anybody he could get his hands on. I mean, he was zealous for putting them to death and persecuting Christians. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. You're asking me to go see this guy? I'll go on here. <laughs> Look at the next one. But the Lord, I love it, but the Lord said to him, 
go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Verse 16. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. You know, sometimes God will speak to you to do things that don't line up with your circumstances. Have we not heard that from Pastor Tom? Well, right here, it is in the Scripture. Sometimes God will ask us to do things that do not line up with our circumstances. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to hear God talk to you about your enemies? Are you ready to hear God talk to you about people that have hurt you? Are we ready to hear God speak to us about uncomfortable circumstances and situations? See, many times we don't hear from God the way we would like to. We're not ready to hear what God really wants to say to us. Now, don't shout me down now. You know that's true. Are we honestly positioning ourselves to hear what God really wants to speak to our hearts? Are we? I believe we are. I believe our hearts are right. But we, need, we need some nuts and bolts stuff every once in a while to adjust us a little bit. Hello? <laughs> Tinkering. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. Next verse, please. And when he observed him, he was afraid, and he said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before the Lord. Hold that just a second. That is so awesome. Your prayers and your money. Your prayers and your money have come up as a memorial before the Lord. I can just sense Holy Ghost just pricked a couple of hearts in here. You have never seen that before. Your prayers and your money have come up as a memorial to the Lord. What you do with your finances is important. Verse 5. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Verse 6. He's lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea, and he will tell you what you must do. Detail. You see the detail? See the detail? The Holy Ghost wants to minister in detail to our lives. Now, I said before, if we're going to hear from God, we are going to have to have fellowship with God. It's going to require a time of fellowship. I call it practicing the presence of God. You know, not, not a prayer time in the morning, and now I've filled my quota for the day, and I'm about, my, I'm about my day, my time, till the next morning at this time. But practicing the presence of God. 
you know, it's like a, a song will bubble up that we sing here when I'm you know, driving around, and I'll just, be, you know, begin to sing the song or just aware of his presence. Uh, you follow, follow what I'm trying to say there? Let me ask you this. What's your prayer time like? I, I don't mean is it 15 minutes a day or is it an hour, an hour a day. I'm not asking how, what the length of time is. I'm asking what's it like? Do you do all the talking? That's what I'm asking. Do you do all the talking? Okay. See, the, the most powerful thing is, is not me talking to God. It's what I hear. See, it, it's what I hear from God that will change my life. Not, not my great uh, speaking abilities towards God, but what I can hear from God will change my life. Okay. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you ever hear anything? You should. Prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. Did you notice when we read these scriptures that they spoke to the Lord, but then there was a place given for God to speak to them? Did you notice that? I mean, they spoke, and then there had to be a pause in there because then God spoke into their life. So as I minister to the Lord and read his word, there's a place to pause. There's a place to wait upon the Lord as we minister to him. Samuel ministered unto the Lord. Paul and Silas ministered unto the Lord and had a tremendous encounter with the Lord. Amen? So I'm saying God wants to lead us, direct our steps, and speak into our lives. And I'm also saying don't allow your emotions to direct your prayers. I mean, I'm talking about the very emotional people and yada, 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 and dabba, dabba, do, and yada, yada, dabba, dabba, do. And you end up not hearing from God the word you need to hear that will help you finish the journey in the correct way. Okay? Life gets better when we begin to hear God's voice and obey. Let me say that again. Life gets better when we begin to hear God's voice and obey. And it's God telling you something and you obeying it's that thing that will make a difference not not my thing not your thing but the thing i've heard from god and obeying that thing will make a difference right let's close with romans chapter 4 verse 20 go to the amplified no unbelief or distrust speaking of abraham made him waver doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God. Unbelief, just simply not trusting God, an inability to rely on God. One time, several years ago, a fellow came up to me and he said, you know, he said, God has been dealing with me for a couple of months to do this thing. And I thought, why would God have to deal with you for a couple of months to do something? You know, I've pondered that, you know. And, and over the course of time, I've had some other people come and say the same thing. Well, God's really been dealing with me. I'm thinking, I just don't get that, you know. God speaks, you ought to jump. No, well, it's the way it is, okay. And then I realized uh, it was his inability to trust the voice of God. He just really couldn't trust the voice of God. And uh, uh, really, Keith touched on it a little bit today. Uh, uh, with uh, Peter uh, it's the second thought that messes us up Peter, Peter got out of the boat but it was the second thought that messed him up 
got off the promise and all the winds and ways. And, and when we have a, a second thought, we have a double. And a double-minded man, James says, is unstable in all his ways. And don't expect that man to receive anything from God. So as you learn to really discern the voice of the Spirit in your heart, he promises you something. You'll grab so a hold of that first voice that no matter what the reasonings of man that may come or the wiles of the devil, you have got the first thought. And you will not, as Abraham, unbelief or distrust or all the things that may go on around, you will not doubtingly question the promise of God, but you will walk through it in faith with God. Hello? Okay. <clears throat> let, me, uh, let me wrap this up by just, just for a second. It's very important that we hear the voice of God. You know, we have a lot of uh, real religious ideas about heaven you know you hear you know people think you know it's all about equal equal housing equal blessing equal crowns equal rewards yada 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 no it's not what you do down here determines what you're going to have up there hello I mean that's just bible There will be people in heaven who have more crowns than me. There will be people in heaven who have been given rulership over more than me. There will be people in heaven who have more rewards than what I do. Why? Because they did a better job of being faithful, obedient, and fulfilling the will of God for their life. And the question will be, did we do what he wanted us to do? And some of the biggest rewards are going to be people we've never heard of, but did what God told them to do. Might seem insignificant compared to a big megachurch pastor, but God takes into account faithfulness and obedience, and great shall be their reward. So it's critical we develop an ear to hear the voice of God, not only for this life, but the one to come. Uh, that is just, I'm as serious as I can be. For this life and the one to come, we need to develop an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to our own personal life and walk in it. Hello? And then when the rains come and the winds blow, and they will, your house will stand. Why? Because you heard and obeyed. Heard and obeyed. Hallelujah. If you would, would you please just close your eyes and bow your head for just a moment. We're going to all pray a prayer together. <clears throat> but it may very well be that someone here was just convicted of the Spirit of God. And you're saying, Brother Jim, there's an area of relationship with God that I really need. Or maybe it's a relationship with God you've never had. You say, I'd like you to include me in that prayer. I need a very real relationship with God. I really need to begin to hear the voice of God.
that's you, would you just raise your hand? And thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Just thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Lord. Let me ask another question. Maybe you're here. You, you know the Lord. You have a relationship and fellowship with the Lord. But you were convicted in your heart that there are some hindrances that you've allowed. Some hindrances you've allowed to keep you from clearly hearing the voice of God. And you just want to raise your hand and say, God, that's me. Please forgive me. I surrender. That's you. Would you raise your hand and say, Lord, that's me. Yes. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Hands all around. Yes. I'm my hand up, too. I'm convicted as well. I'm convicted as well. <laughs> Father, for those that raise their hand and <clears throat> desire for relationship just a real relationship with you a relationship they've never had before father as their heart is open may you by your spirit touch them this night come morning may they realize that something has happened in my spirit something has begun in my life Lord, for those of us who have raised our hand in asking forgiveness, please forgive us. We accept your forgiveness. Give us wisdom on how to untangle ourselves from certain affairs of life. Just give us wisdom, Lord, and strength and courage to be all you've called us to be, Father. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, if you raise your hand to begin a renewed relationship with the Lord, that's what has happened. You, you have begun it. We can't do this thing alone. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling, the assembling of ourselves together. That, that means some assembly is required. We need each other. We need each other. And we have people in the prayer room who would be honored and pleased to pray with you about any, any issue in your life, any prayer of agreement you may have to meet with you. And as we close, if you would care to go through that door, they'll be waiting to minister to you just, just a couple of minutes, let you know we care and we love you and get you on your way. Amen? Amen. Father, again, we join in agreement for Pastor Tom, Pastor Shelby, Evan. Touch that boy, Lord. Cause there to be a miracle collapse of time in his healing, Father, in Jesus' name. A miracle collapse of time in his healing process, we pray. Lord, we thank you for our pastors. And we send our love to them, Father. We send our love to them in the name of Jesus.